Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever works for you guys when you're listening to this. My name is Arvind and welcome to episode number 18 of the Three Man Zone podcast, where three men from Toronto give you the hottest takes on the NBA and of course our hometown team, the Toronto Raptors. It is Easter Sunday. Hope you guys had a long weekend here in Canada. I don't know if it's a long weekend in the US as well. Is it? I'm not sure. I think it is. Because we have a worldwide audience. It is. We got to make sure. It is? It's a, it's a religious thing, isn't it? I'm not I'm not like I'm not even sure. I think it is. Is it, but is it like a different thing? A different thing? I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, whoever has a long weekend, enjoy your long weekend. Uh, <laughs> once again, thank you for all the love you guys show on the podcast, on the Instagram page, and things like that. But if you're not following us on Instagram, please do follow us. Our handle is at Three Men Zone on Instagram. Where we got some fun clips. We got some random stories. We got some Raptors content. So please do go check us out. We do have the full squad today. Last time it was just Sal and I. So let's start with Sal this time. Sal. Hey 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 hey. What's up, boys? Easter Mubarak to you guys and uh, all our <laughs> listeners. Uh, wish you <laughs> Easter the best. Um, I like, I like, I like. Moving forward, yeah. <laughs> Easter Mubarak, bro. That's 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 cold. I like that. What about you, Nash? What's up? How you doing? What's up, everybody? Happy Easter. Um, glad to be back. I know I missed the last trade deadline episode. But, uh, I mean, let's start off there, right? Let's start off with the uh, Raptor Zone. And bringing it back to the trade deadline, I know that we had the the trade with Norman Powell for Gary Trent and obviously Rodney Hood. Um, so I know you guys talked about that trade, and now that we have a few more games to kind of see how the players have been playing, um, like me personally, I love the fact that like Gary Trent is like like we're giving him Norman's shots, right? He that's something where in Portland he didn't he was like that third guy, and now he's playing like. First game took a little, like, you know, bit of time for him to get going. But, like, past few games, he's been really, really good. And I've also been paying attention to Powell in Portland. And he's still, you know, getting his foot, like, uh, on the ground and trying to, like, you know, mesh with their offense. But, like, I think, honestly, this trade is, like, a win-win for both teams. Uh, what do you guys think of what you've seen so far? I've been impressed, man. I've been very impressed. I think I've been impressed from both of them, right? I, I, yeah. I, I think Gary Trent, I was... We knew what we were gonna get out of it. Dude gets buckets. He's he's quick. He's shifty. He's athletic. He can shoot the ball decently well. Um, mm-hmm. I was just kind of wondering in an elevated role, how is he gonna step in? How is he gonna perform? Because in Portland, he did play well with CJ McCollum out. I just thought this yeah. this is another step up now. Now that you don't have Damian Lillard to kind of fall back on, but he's been impressive, man. He had that huge game. But but I want to talk about Norman Powell as well because Norman Powell has been playing really well and i i'm i'm gonna be really watching him this season i want him to do as well as he can i think it's a good spotlight for him playing in the west mm-hmm. playing in a western conference team that could potentially go up against the lakers or clippers in the playoffs a lot of eyeballs on him coming up on a free agency season i think if he balls out he could get a big 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 contract so i you know mm-hmm. as a fan i want him to do well yes it's the same thing with me i to be, to be honest, I'm not surprised either way. I knew exactly what Norm was going to give the Trailblazers, which is a shooter who's been one of the best in the NBA so far this season, and he's done that. I think the first game, he was 5 of 7. He had 22 points, the highest scoring midseason debut in Blazers history. So he had a lot of... Mm-hmm. He had a great first game, and then he's been keeping that up. And same thing with Gary Trent Jr. He had a slow few games, and then eventually now we know exactly what he can do. He's 
He's got a smooth jumper, bro. It's super smooth. Mm-hmm. Quick release, right? We see it every time you watch him play. And I felt like a lot of casual... F- I'll, I'll say this. A lot of casual fans were just up in arms right away. Oh, we miss you, Norm. Why do we let him go? <laughs> Listen, bro. What, what did you expect the Raptors to do? Hold on to a guy we're not going to yeah. pay? It, it makes no sense. And now we have a, now we have a younger piece who brings in the same kind of skill set. It It's a win-win trade. Gary Trent is a dog. He plays defense as well. And he's got a budding bromance with OG. I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's one thing. Um, like, you understand is, like, as much as, like, we know OG's a young player and all that, Malachi Flynn's our first uh, round pick last year. Gary Trent's actually the youngest player on our team, even considering he's been yeah, in great. the league for, like, two, three years now, right? So I just love that we have this guy that's so young and, you know, he's playing pretty good now who knows what he'll be in like in his prime right in like, three four years um and i just like how he plays with so much swagger right like i feel like when you play with dame like you naturally yeah. you know you see that guy day in day out you kind of place um like you that's something you want to strive for and uh i like it man like my only thing now is if he keeps balling out like what, what are we gonna pay him because he's an rfa uh would like i it's hard because like you only have him for half a season right and it's like if he plays so good are you gonna have to you know Put, put up like at least 20 mil i think what do you think i, I think, think like... i think here's the thing here's the thing right i think if you were gonna shell out some money for like a guard i think the money is better spent on on gary trent just on the fact that he's younger so if you were gonna yeah. drop 20 mil on norman powell might as well drop 20 mil on this guy who's only 22 years sure. old and has has much more room to grow so i'm not so worried about that um if we have to drop money, I think this is a guy that's worth doing it for. Uh, I just don't want people to come back and say, well, if you're going to give him 20 mil, why don't you give Norman Powell 20 mil? Like, that is a stupid mm-hmm. argument. It just doesn't make sense to have yeah. Norman Powell come back going into his 28th year. It just... It, it 28th year? <laughs> of life. <laughs> of life. Right. Of life. Clarify that. There you go, yeah. Like, this guy's the longest <laughs> serving NBA player of all time. <laughs> of life. Yeah, he's, he's, he's turning of 28. Life. <laughs> 28 of his life. Got it, got it. <laughs> so, so, so to me, you could argue the only other possible scenario was essentially trading him for nothing or you free up cap space. But, yo, yeah. what the hell's cap space going to do for us? We're not, not like we're getting Giannis, right? So um, it's an interesting one, man. But I'm so excited. To me, what the biggest showing was for him was that Golden State Warriors game the other day where we just mm. kind of absolutely destroyed them i know they don't got curry right but let's take the positives here i want i want to take the silver lining here in only 30 minutes played the dude had a team high plus 54 he had the highest plus minus i think on the whole team right and and to I me that, that was, was in raptors history no it, it, i think it was highest, raptors history yeah highest plus minus in raptors history i think a lot of records were <laughs> broken that day but yeah I think for a guy who played less than 30 minutes to show the impact he had on defense and offense, getting steals, getting blocks, rebounding well, mm-hmm. I think that showed what that game was a little snippet of what he can be maybe three or four years from now. He is a guy who can mm-hmm. average 22, 23 points per game, five rebounds, a steal, a block. Like he's, he's athletic enough to do all those things. Can you do it on a consistent basis? You know, like, can DeAndre Ayton do it on a consistent basis? <laughs> Listen, uh, guys, guys, no, I want to, I want to, I, never will be I want to bring this up because Nash and I, we made a trade where I got DeAndre Ayton and I thought I was, I was fleecing Nash, but to be honest, DeAndre Ayton is just so frustrating, bro. He's so frustrating. I totally feel you, bro. Take him back. I don't want him. <laughs> I don't oh, want him. Not, like, I'm, 
I'm gonna pause on that little. What were we just talking about? I just want to throw it out here, right? So Nash and Arvin did a trade, which caused a ruckus in our fantasy. Like an absolute it, it ruckus. ruckus. Pickle juice, some would say, but it was essentially Vucevic for Sabonis and DeAndre Ayton. All right, so Arvin obviously re- received DeAndre Ayton, hey, and 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 Nash was so glad this. to get him away. I will oh, yeah. say this, bro. I think Nash. I don't look into Sabonis a lot more. He's injury prone, bro. This guy's injured again. Like this guy was like he hasn't played for me all week. Yo, Sabonis, I miss for sure. But like, yo, just knowing that I don't have DeAndre Ayton on my team, a guy that I drafted 19th overall and had to see his <laughs> sorry ass stat, stat line every single day, bro. Like, I'd rather have I picked up Robert Williams and he's performing better than he should be right now, and I like hey, seeing that. Right, it's yo, like that's a crazy rough. pickup because that dude had like some crazy game, didn't he? Maybe yeah, like twenty nine and eight. Robert Williams on like, the Celtics. Who you talk? What about? Uh, didn't you pick up the Time guy from Lord. OKC? And that guy, yeah, Moses Brown. He's been sick too. Bro, Robert Brown's Williams just out of nowhere dropped twenty points, nine rebounds out of just in twenty six minutes. Uh, but I mean, they, I was kind of confused on why they traded away Daniel Vice, and we can come back to this a little bit later. But Robert Williams, man, he's been Celtics' answer at the center position. Yeah. Impressive, and that's a fucking the, pickup. Yeah. Last year in against the Raptors, like when he was playing center, I was like, "Yo, this guy's pretty sick, man!" Like he is like hustle, he gets boards, he passes, he, like he can defend well. So I'm surprised they even had like Tice, man. Tice is okay, but like I think like Robin, uh, Robert Williams should be their like main big guy. And obviously, when they miss out on um, Drummond, like he has to have like he's gonna get more minutes now. So his, also his nickname is where... Time Lord, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like Lakers, Lakers sick. almost compared Drummond to Kareem. <laughs> what? You see that post? Yo, Lakers fans are like, bro, like, but but like yo. they they took a picture of Drummond, which was almost similar to the one they had with Kareem, and the people were like, oh, we finally got a big man. It's Andre Drummond, bro. Like, don't don't hype this up. Like, chill. Bro, the, all these guys, these teams get like washed ass players and think they got like the next coming of like fucking some messiah or something. Like even like uh, Blake Griffin on the Nets or like Lamarcus Aldridge on the Nets. Like, bro, these aren't the same players that are in the They're fight. washed. Hold on. They're washed. Yeah. They're washed. I think Drummond is different. Drummond is a guy who still averages like 15 and 15. So he's actually going to help a lot. Like the dude is like, what, 28 years old or something. So he's definitely... He, I wouldn't like, a put him in that category. Kaz went but... over, like Jared Allen over him and the fact that he didn't get signed for so long. And we know what his shortcomings are. Like, yeah, you're a great rebounder, but like, what the fuck else can you do? <laughs> I think on this, I I think he can't be like a guy on any yeah. team. But as like the fourth option on offense, man, Lakers got a nice luxury piece. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's well, it's, it's a huge yeah, luxury to have. Too, so. Yeah, let's talk about this after, bro. What about the raps? Let's talk raps. Like, hey, bro, I, oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to move on. I want to talk about the raps, bro. It's depressing times. Hey, right man. Here. <laughs> hey, listen, I I gotta say this. I gotta say this. You know what? As much as like. I'm happy with the Gary Trent, J- Gary Trent Jr. trade. Of course, uh, Norm's piece in the Players' Tribune was very, very emotional. And that was deep yeah. how Larry hugged him and said, you will always be a part of this history. It's true. You know, mm-hmm. we remember all the good moments, especially the dunk against Indiana, the games against Milwaukee where he always turned up. He was always playoff power for us. So, you know what? We really do want to thank you. We miss you. Um, and, yeah, it's that, like I read that. I was like, damn, bro, this is. This guy really feels. felt like was a part yeah. of the city and shit. It was super feels, man. It was he was there from the absolute day one because he came up on that nine oh five team. You know, he was on that nine oh five team with Bruno yeah. and Siakam and Van Vliet. Like he really was there from day one. He developed 
from the ground up. Dude was drafted, what, second round or something? Like, he was a nobody. Yeah, he was a nobody round. before he came here and became NBA champion, a core piece of that NBA championship team, right? Especially when OG was out that whole playoff series. He got a lot of minutes, had to rely on him quite a bit coming off the bench. And from from where he was to a guy who's averaging 20 points per game, potentially getting a massive contract, like, it's, it's sad to see him go. But at the same time, I think... It, it's it's a good testament for the Raptors, for the rest of the league to see and be like, this is the type of players that we produce. Um, exactly. That, that come from the ground up, the type of culture we've established. So um, it, it's a good show off for the Raptors organization as well. So it, it'll be sad to go, but it's now as I think officially the page has turned on this chapter. And I guess I have no arguing about this now, right? We're full on team tank. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That's why the uh, winning against Golden State was weird. First of all, I mean, I guess like when everything clicks, like we were playing really well. They did obviously didn't have Steph or Dre. Like we 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 were up a hundred before they we scored a hundred before they scored fifty. Like what the fuck? <laughs> um, it was crazy. Crazy, but uh, yeah, like I I've tuned into the other games and like we've been just playing so bad. Uh, I feel like maybe Masai's told Nurse is like, hey, you know. We're trying to tank here, so I know Boucher's better than Baines, but you gotta you gotta play Baines when it counts. <laughs> Baines is like literally the tank master right now. Oh my god! Um, but honestly, I think if we if Baines Maybe. played like how we thought he'd play, we wouldn't be in this position. So he is literally the reason why we're here. Let's just make that clear. Expectations we, we're, we're, were missing high. It's all on Baines. It's all on Baines. <laughs> but even if you produced like, bro, this man can't get a rebound, right? Like I was watching a whole like six minute like. Six months of a quarter, and like every board, this guy has like no vertical. It's like negative vertical, basically. Uh, and I mean, bro, when you're giving up possessions like that, you're always gonna lose. And um, you know, now Lowry's sitting out, like he has whatever a, a toe infection or some shit. But I'm pretty sure that's like he's just chilling. Hey, that's just, he's just chilling. He's just chilling. Like, he's go just home, chilling. chill with your family and your wife. You know, like don't you don't have to. Yeah. Enjoy the up. Canadian spring. Yeah. And summer. Yeah, like we all said our goodbyes. Like it just it was weird that the trade never went through, which. Uh, Right, you can say uh, like you can blame that, Miami or Philly for not going all in, but that should th- that was a bit awkward. Eh? I felt like the game against Denver, it was almost goodbye. Everyone just said yeah, their goodbye. Oh, he pieced out. The comment- he he pieced out. out. The commentary team was like, "Oh my God, this could be the last game we see Lowry play." Everyone was being super emotional about it, and I couldn't even work that day, bro. I was on, like I was trying to work, and I was just checking my phone every five minutes. Yeah. Every Woj tweet, I was looking. Shams looking, and then eventually, nothing happened. It's it's cool. Like it's Lowry. It's all good, but it is kind of a weird situation. But yeah, going back to all your points, I think at this point the focus should be development. That's why I'm happy to see Malachi Flynn get more minutes, and he was playing well, especially in that Golden State well, game. Yeah. He played really well. Um, same with Ananobi. He's kind of doing different things now. I see him like posting up oh, yeah. a lot more, trying to take shots and things like that. So I feel like this season, I don't even care about the results anymore. I need to see development. I need to see younger guys getting more minutes. I want to see Ananobi doing things he hasn't done before. I want to see Pascal mm-hmm. Siakam doing things they haven't done before. Nick Nurse needs to give them a long leash and say, okay, we're going to figure things out. This season has to be a preparation for getting better for next season and hopefully getting a pick, a good pick this upcoming draft, which is super, super deep. We're going to get I, a I, six or seven pick, yeah. I loved oh. what... Um, Nick Nurse did in the Golden State game. Funny enough, with everyone firing on all cylinders, Van Vliet kind of struggled that game, right? And so, yeah. and and it, very quickly, Mal- Malachi Flynn got in the game, and he was playing 
really, really well. And he actually let him kind of run loose a little bit, kept Fred, Fred Van Vliet on the bench, didn't give him much minutes. And I think this was a perfect time to get these guys motor running a little bit, get them used to the NBA paces. And Malachi Flynn, can sh- we can now see. And look, we don't expect him to perform every week, right? That would be unfair to put those level of expectations on him. But I think this kind of shows us what he can't do. I think he still needs some more time to kind of get up to paces. Mm-hmm. Especially with Kyle Lowry out, I think he'll get some minutes to show his worth. But I, I think it's just important for us fans to remember that if he has a stinker, don't shit on him so quick. It's, it's, it, there's exactly. not a, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough rest of the season for us. There are going to be some stinky games. We're going to have a lot mm-hmm. of losses. You got to take the silver linings wherever you can get them. And Malachi Flynn in that Golden State Warriors game, I get it. We won by 60. But him scoring 16, that's impressive to me. And that's that's a good takeaway from that game. Gary Trent continuing impressive. his play, good takeaway from that game. I don't care if Van Vliet played bad. He's he's bought himself a free pass. I've already seen some uh-huh. people kind of complaining about, oh, Van Vliet can't perform when Larry's not here and this and that, man. I, I, I don't know what's going on with the Raptors fan base now. I think it's these... It's these guys who've come come in, become Raptors fans since yeah. like 2016, and they're used exactly. to success, and they don't it, know. And I was just and about honestly, to say it, this. it's pissing I was me just off a little about bit. To say this. It, it is the shit me I off read too. online on Twitter, and I'm like, how are you guys flipping so fast? What are your expectations for this season? Get that straight. Understand it's going to be a struggle, but have faith. And and I think we're we're not as bad as like the fucking Magic, bro. The Magic are in shambles. <laughs> that yeah. team is fucked. No. No, just to elaborate on your point, Sal, every time I read these comments, it's clear to me who became a fan of the Raptors after they started winning and who was there from before. Yeah. Because everyone is so impatient. They said, wow, we were a championship team and now we can't win games. We, oh, everyone needs to go. What the hell's happened to Van Vliet? Guys, relax. It's a bad season. We still have these players who are talented. Let's build more. Get the younger guys more playtime. Let them develop a bit more. We're still okay, but... Let's be real. If you if you really understood where the Raptors are going, what their trajectory was, nobody expected this season to be a like out of the gates. We're gonna come out and sweep everything. It, it was never gonna happen, right? So now we have to just look at silver linings. And even going back to the OKC game, where Gary Trent was the only player who shot about fifty percent, and the second best percentage was forty, which was by Boucher. Everybody else was below forty percent. Take that in. Crazy, right? It's just shit like that which rarely happens. And also another thing, mm. I think we're kind of undermining the effects of COVID, bro. Fred Van Vliet had COVID. And Jason True. Tatum came out and said it affected his conditioning. Right? So even if you yeah. watch that OKC game, at the end of it, Van Vliet was gassed, bro. Like, he was like one knee. He was like resting up. So this is a weird season, weird year. People are just completely forgetting that there's a pandemic going on. So I think we need to mm. kind of be a bit kinder to our players and focus on the future a bit more, you know? Yeah. Those guys are living off like hotels and stuff too, you know. They're not at home technically. Yeah. Play on, every game is a road game for them, which is tough. Which is so tough. So It's tough. This this I think you're going to find out who the real fans are. Like like our our you and you and me, we know, right? Like like me and Arvin, we're we're fans of uh two particular soccer teams that that had its glory days and and are no longer um so glorious, but we we suck through it. You know cuz we know eventually Maybe not now, maybe not later, but mm-hmm. we'll we'll get back there, right? And now we're gonna yeah. find out who those Raptor fans are, cause we've gone through the glory days. We gotta go through a rough patch now, and let's see who sticks around for the ride. Exactly. But I think it's, and yo, Nash, I want to shout out Nash. You're a Leafs fan, so obviously you know what <laughs> the shit is all about. <laughs> 
You know, the, the funny thing is, like, I was a Leafs fan. I was, like, pretty hardcore Leafs fan when they were shit, you know? I was always, like, I, for me, with a rebuilding team, it's exciting, you know, getting these draft picks, understanding what players can develop into and all that. Um, but then once they started winning and then, you know, started flaming out early in the playoffs, I just got tired of it. So I just switched to, like, full-time NBA. Um, <laughs> but, yo, with the Raptors, um, you know, like, I... I even said in the earlier podcast, when we first started off pretty shit, I'm like, yeah, we should probably tank. Um, and for me, it's like, I think the players have kind of gotten the memo too, right? I feel like Masai's told Nurse, Nurse told the players, like, hey, really, just do what you want to do out there. There's really no, you don't have to go. They're not playing 100% on defense. Like, I know this team is known for their defense. They have the ability to play lock, you know, lockdown D. But outside of OG, I feel like other players are just kind of taking it easy. Um, and hey, man, like if we can get a top five pick, and let's just say hypothetically we get the first overall pick because it's possible we have a seven percent chance in our current position in the standings. We get a Cade Cunningham, we have him run. I don't know if you want to play him at point guard or shooting guard. What would you guys play him at? I think guys, his, here's, the thing. here's the thing. Sorry, I just want to interrupt quickly. If I get the yeah. number one pick, I'm not gonna pick Cade. If I'm the Raptors, uh, I'm, gonna uh, I'm going to have him. I'm going to have him. Listen, bro. No, bro. We you pick best bro, player available, listen, not by for dude. Yeah, Mobley is a he has everything to be a star big in this league, bro. And that's exactly what we need. That but it can fills you, a positional need. Can you win no, with your best player as a big man, bro? He doesn't have to be the best player. Look, if we have him, our team. If you get a first of all pick, bro. you better be getting a generational talent, bro. That's just my opinion, bro. I think, bro. I Especially feel like Evan Mobley is just. That's the guy. That's the guy, bro. We got it. For me, if anything, like when I did my preparations for this, I was thinking we need to do anything to trade up to get this guy. Mm-hmm. Like we have to get to number three or number four, like whatever it is. I think he is the solution, bro. He literally f- fits all our fixes all our issues. Big man, rebounding, defense, lanky. Like he's like Gobert with offense, dude. He's crazy. I he- think he's incredible. He's like a to me like a more mobile like Chris Bosh type of player. Like he has that same kind of that's... frame. And I mean that's obviously yo, that's obviously awesome. But like Kate Cunningham six eight, bro. Like he just like controls the I... offense so well. We need like obviously I don't think Lowry's gonna stay. We need proper playmaking at that guard position because like Van Vliet kind of has like tunnel vision a lot. And let's not forget that he's like barely six feet tall. So I mean I think. I think Cade's unanimous number one. If you get the number one pick, you take him. But if you don't get that pick and he gets taken, I could understand taking Mobley second if we had that pick. Uh, but then it's like you still have Jalen Green, you know, Jalen Suggs. You have so many Kamingas there as well. You know, it's hard to. It's really hard. It's really gonna be up to what the like the scouting team and uh, Masai kind of thinks is the best fit and what they're trying to do for the team. Like, are you trying to win next year? Or you trying to like tank even more, but I don't know, man. I think you're 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 talking crazy right now. I I, 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 I I agree, bro. I think you just gotta go best player available, and and I think what's gonna happen, I think what's gonna happen is the whole DeAndre Ayton syndrome, where DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton was look like to be a generational talent but at the end of the day in this kind of era of basketball that we play it's tough for your center to be your best player there's a very few of them right it's carl anthony towns minnesota timberwolves they suck ass and the one exception to that rule the two exceptions to that rule is Jokic, who's not your typical center and Embiid, right i think when you get you can, can get a big point guard like kate cunningham 
can run the offense, super athletic, and shoot. Like, the guy can do everything. He can literally do everything. He's a star. He's an absolute star in every way. In a position that we need, by the way, because Larry's gone, Norman Powell's gone, in a position of need. And a guy who actually fits well with Van Vliet, right? He has the size to guard the shooting guards on the opposite teams, but run point guard on offense. It's it's a good mm-hmm. it's a good match with Van Vliet. I think it just it yo. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not gonna get the first round pick. We're not gonna we're we're get the not. first. Pick. We're not. We might. We're not, we're not. We might. We might. But let's think about it realistically, right? Pelicans. Yo, Pelicans got Zion, and they were they finished like sixth last in the standings. Yeah, that shit was just, rigged, just bro. You know, right? That shit was rigged. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland got that first pick a couple of years ago. Went right before LeBron showed up. Shit was rigged. Just so, just so they could get LeBron back in Cleveland. That shit was rigged. But NBA is not rigging it for fucking Toronto, bro. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> no chance. You never know. Look, I mean, they, yeah, we they, have to deal with like playing in Tampa all year. Yo, give us a. <laughs> nah, nah. They, yo, I, NBA Adam, don't give Masai a fuck, had to bro. Go, Masai had to go through so much. Yo, Adam Silver. Gave him so talk much shit. shit for, like, that championship thing. It's like, yo, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> Slime talk, me talk, the talk. first world pick right now. No, remember remember when the Leafs got the first pick when no one kind of expected them yeah. to? Right? Uh, no one ex- was it? Did people they did finish last, though. Okay, then they yes, did. They did finish did. last, but it's like... Take that back. <laughs> no matter... Even if you do finish last, you're not guaranteed. Like, if you're the it's a 25% 30th, chance. 29th, and 28th uh, last teams, you have an equal percentage at the first yeah. world pick. So you don't have to be last. And, um... Like I mentioned, Zion, that was uh, the case there. But, I mean, considering how we're playing and a couple of other teams that are, like, worse than us, like, I think, uh, was it Cleveland? I think Orlando's not going to do anything. Orlando's probably going to be stuck in that bottom five. But, Orlando sucks uh, ass. Yeah. Like, if we, can just, if we can just keep losing and get in, like, the top five and can, like, almost guarantee a top five pick, I'm happy with that. I don't need yeah. number one, but yeah, give yeah, me yeah, a top yeah. five and I'm happy. I okay that that I agree with because right now I mean it based on like the probabilities of how it plays out if everything just went to the highest probability team based on win loss record we're looking at like the sixth or seventh pick right we're we're kind of right there but I think you're right I think you're right I think there's a bit of a drop off from the top five guys and then yes. down to number six and seven and it's all the guys you mentioned earlier Kate Cunningham Jalen Suggs Jalen Green Evan Mobley and then Kaminga. And then it's a bit of a mismatch, and then you start taking guys based on your needs, right? And what really annoys me as well, when you get to that five, six, seven range, there's not too many point guards. There's a lot of wing players and a couple of centers. Mm-hmm. There's actually not a lot of point guards. And I still think Raptors should try to get a point guard or a shooting guard in this draft. It, it is pretty mm-hmm. top-heavy when it comes to that, right? Jalen Suggs and Jalen Green and Kate Cunningham. If you can get one of those three guys, man, oh my god, we are chilling but hey if we fall down to like four and evan mobley falls to our hands i'll take that too i think the mm-hmm. key is to somehow get into that top five it's going to take a little bit of losing and it's also going to take a little bit of luck to be honest that's what it comes down to just got to get hey a guys, little lucky like, i mean what losing, i said earlier is based on the fact that the thing you can control yeah I get, like what i said earlier is okay obviously kate coming up as a unanimous number one pick but i feel like if anything we need to try and get mobley more like if we're at number for six or seven, we need to trade up. I think he fixes all our issues pretty much. If we get number one, obviously pick Cade Cunningham because he's mm-hmm. all yeah. that. I don't I'm, know. I'm you know, you know, you know what's crazy, bro? Like I, I know Cade Cunningham's great and all that, but I just, I don't know, man. Something's not. I don't know. I like I'm, I'm, a, I'm Team Jalen Suggs, bro. That guy's a fucking beast. Multi, like multi-sport athlete. You know, he's got cojones. 
hit that big shot like, last game. So if hey, go Jones. If I if I had to like guess the way the draft would go, it's one Cunningham, two Suggs, and then three. It would really depend on the team. If like I don't know, some teams do pick by like hey, what position they need. So you could go Mobley if they need a big man. But then it's like yo, like the Jalen Green is pretty like sick too, bro. He's so athletic. Um, Here's the thing, though. You one look, and two. You... Sorry. Go ahead. Go I'll just say one and two. I think is Cunningham and Suggs. Uh, yeah. The thing is, you look at the teams right now that are going to be drafting around that range. It's mm. it's really it's Detroit. It might be Houston. It might be Orlando. It might be Washington. All four of those teams could literally use any position. Quite literally, yeah. they'll take any position. Right? Orlando fleece their whole team out completely empty they'll take mm-hmm. whatever they can get i don't think mark helfeld is a guy you really want to build around regardless mm-hmm. you look at houston they're totally blowing their team up who's really there that's worth building around absolutely Kevin no one Morgan. washington's an interesting one but yeah. i think beal and westbrook they're not long-term guys i think they're out within the next two to three years so again that's a team that could quite literally take everyone the only other young talent they have on their team is like Rui hachimura which again isn't mm-hmm. good Avdija. enough. Danny Avdija, oh, again, Danny. I haven't seen enough to say show that is that a guy you want to build around and draft around him? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that's or true. or is he a guy who complements a Jalen Green or a Jalen Suggs, a point guard? You know, I I think all these teams have nothing to lose. So I think most of these guys are just gonna be taking best available talent. And mm-hmm. we just gotta get lucky and hope we get like that. If we get like a number three or number four pick, man, oh my god, we're Ooh, guaranteeing yeah. ourselves a stud. But that's, dude, that's, that's, like, that's all I ask for. The top five players in this draft, I feel like, are players you can build around. Not that you would you would when you draft them, you think, yeah, this is a complimentary piece. No, these are the guys that you can build a team around, right? And uh, like I don't know, like what you guys think about the roster, like current roster construction. I mean, we have a lot of money tied up to like Siakam, Van Vliet. Honestly, OG's contract is so nice. 16 mil per year for the next for four now. years. Awesome. That's a great deal. Yeah. Um, so if we get a player like, say, Cade, right? I would run. My lineup would be... So you'll probably find out what I did here when I named my lineup. But Cade, Trent, OG, Siakam, and then get like... If we can trade for, or sign Rashawn Holmes Hold or somebody up. like that. Nash, Nash, Nash. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. You're really telling me the Raptors are going to bench Van Vliet after paying him 85 mil for four years? Yeah. It's yeah. not no, going to no. happen. Trade, trade, Gary, trade, trade, Gary, trade. I trade him. I trade no! him. You trade him? No. Gary no, Trent comes off the bench. No. It's as simple as that. He- See, this is, this is exactly what I mean. When you guys are saying we need a point guard, it boggles my mind, dude. We've already no, paid no, our starting he, point guard. We got, and we're getting him. Malachi Flynn's going to be the new Van Vliet. That's what's going to happen. That's what should happen. See, Okay, I mean, a shooting guard's fine. Van Vliet is a shooting, shooting guard. guard. Yeah. Van Vliet is a shooting guard in a point yeah. guard's body. Yeah. Right? We both we all know that, right? Yeah. So I would rather oh, not yes. have my shooting guard be like 5'11". And okay, I agree I with like... that. I'm, I'm just saying for next season, though, there's just no yeah. way Gary Trent starts over Van Vliet. You start Kate Cunningham. No. And and Gary Trent is not a guy. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, we have Gary Trent, so we shouldn't get Kate Cunningham. <laughs> no fucking way. No yeah. way, no way, no way, right? So Gary Trent, if we get Cade Cunningham, too bad, so sad. You're going to the bench. Mm-hmm. Fred Van Vliet has earned his right to start on this team. I, I, I think that's the only thing. But I like what you did there. I think Rashawn Holmes is like a type of mid-level center. Mm-hmm. We're not yeah, asking we for too like, much. Yeah. Guy who can set screens, r- r- roll to the rim really hard, get some rebounds. 
I think that's a perfect type of center the Raptors should be aiming for in free agency. Is he a free agent next year? I have no idea, Rashawn? but I'm just saying that's the type of guys we should be looking for. You're not, you know, I think it's unrealistic to think we're going to get, you know, any of the top guys. We don't, we're not going to, and we don't need them. I think you just need a like guy to score 10 points, eight rebounds. That's it. It just depends on what, say we do get Cade. Are we like thinking that we can maybe compete next year and make a playoff spot? Or are we going to like, just try to like, you know, tank him? It's hard because like, you don't want to be a mid-tier team, right? You're either going to tank again, get another nice pick, or you're going to try to compete, Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. Uh, okay, I feel like if we... Here's the thing. I I honestly feel like we're talking about Cade Cunningham too much because the chances <laughs> of us getting him are very, very slim. Let's, I just even if it's Cade, Suggs, whatever, you know? I think I, that, I, I, even <laughs> a, top, a top three pick, bro, would be very hard. But if we do get a top three pick, I'd be fucking over the moon, right? So, okay, yeah. based on the fact that we do get a top three pick, I feel like we need to start... See, but the thing is, we're not in a position like the other teams that are in this pos- in the lower half of the standings, right? We're not Orlando where we have no talent. We're not Detroit where everything's pretty much gone to shit. We still have amazing players, right, who are NBA champions. Mm-hmm. We got Fred Van Vliet, We got OG, Siakam. Gary Trent Jr. is a talent. Like, I'm not saying he's generational or whatever, but there's a good core there. So I think yeah. if we do get a player like that, we need to start focusing on building that chemistry and going up from there. That's what we need to focus on. So it wouldn't be a full tank job, but it would still be, mm-hmm. hopefully we make the playoffs, like eight seed or whatever, and then start developing and adding more pieces to kind of elevate that core a bit more. Because OG's young, Gary Trent's super young. You know, Fred Van Vliet's like 26, 27. Siakam, like it's a, it's a very young core. And if you add another, another great draft pick to that, I think we're in an extremely good position. Yeah, dude. Like, I like. I feel like in a, in a season where, like, obviously, say next year, say we get a top three pick, uh, you know, he slots into point guard. Say you run with the lineup I said, right? Say you have whatever Gary, and then you have like Rashawn Holmes is actually a free agent uh, in the off season. Um, see, in that scenario with that team playing in Toronto, I feel like that's a playoff team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If, you know. Right. So, um, and for me, it's like the one con that we have is our bench. Like, like, who's really on our bench that we know can give us solid production, right? And I know Van Vliet. Van Vliet's not the type of guy that can be your sixth man. Like, he's not going to want to be that guy. Right? He's going to want to start. Oh. So the way my I start to think is like, okay, trade him for a couple, like, two guys that can come off the bench or something like that. Right? That's how I'm thinking. Build out your bench that way. Um, and then, um, you know, you free up some cap space as well. Because that's another thing. Like, I, I don't, I hate being a team that's like, and this is what we were with DeRozan and Lowry, right? We were, like, a team that was good, but not great. Couldn't, like, compete for a championship. But the thing is, we couldn't make a real big move because we were so capped out all the time, right? I don't want to be that team where we're, like, one step away, and then we have, like, bro, where's our cap space, right? That's why I'm like, yo, you have all these players signed. Like, and you're going to have to pay Gary Trent, bro. That's my thing is I'd rather pay Gary Trent 20 mil, keep him on the team because he is younger, and then trade Van Vliet to kind of offset that cap space, have enough cap to sign a proper center, and get like a nice bench piece or thing. And then you still have Malachi Flynn, who's on his rookie deal. I don't know about Jalen Harris, if he's going to be someone that can be a bench player for us or like in the rotation. But I'm trying to think that next year we're probably not going to be a bottom tier team. Like, I think the biggest factor for us was that we were in Tampa. It's hard for the players to be fully locked in. You know, like they're on the road basically all year. And uh, we have tank commander Aaron Baines starting, so <laughs> right. So I don't know, man. I feel like we're we're 
Nick Nurse is a good coach, bro. I feel like if he really wanted to, if Masai really wanted to, he'd be like, get the get Baines out of here, start Boucher or some shit like that. Uh, oh yeah, we still have Boucher. I keep forgetting Boucher. He's just a great guy off the bench. Yeah, playing power yeah. forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'd be good, man. I mean, we're not. We're not. What do you think, Seth? We're not a tanking team. We know that, right? Like this. Yeah, this we're season, not. we're severely underperforming. Even the roster constructed as it is, this is a severe underperformance on what everyone's expectations yeah, yeah. were. We were saying like four seed or six seed or something like that. We weren't supposed to be a fringe playoff team. I think most people had the Raptors as as a team that's that's probably going to get in. And I think we, instead of further regressing, I agree, Nash. I think we are going to come back to a little bit more normalcy with with normal uh, with um. Siakam getting better, OG getting better. Siakam's turned it around a lot this season. So I'll give him that. Um, so uh, getting another pick, I don't know if that's gonna happen. I really don't think that's gonna happen, especially if we get like one of those top five guys. I think they're good enough where they can help us in the first season to stay mm-hmm. a little bit relevant. Not a championship contender, but enough to yeah. be like a consistent. You know, will be a tough matchup for the first round. So. We're definitely not going to get a multiple picks in a row. We just got to get what we get this time and see if we can develop whoever this is, that talent, as much as we can. Because I think the roster is just too good compared to mm-hmm. some of these other teams and the direction they're going. Like, Magic's just going to get worse. Yeah, I think sure. Washington's only... They can only get worse. They have Bradley mm-hmm. Beal and Westbrook right now. Once those guys are gone, they're only getting worse. I don't even know about Cleveland, bro. Cleveland's been a mess. I thought they were going to be decent at the start of the season, but they've been terrible too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at the other teams and they're trending downwards. We're trending upwards. So I you can't think that you might get anything better. I think you gotta realize that hey, we can start making a push for the playoffs. And yo, know, I keep saying this, but I think Masai is not the type of guy to be like, yo, let's lose games. If there's a chance to make the playoffs, they will make the mm-hmm. playoffs. I think that's just how the organization is. Winning culture. And like, yeah. but it comes back to what you said. It's like. How do we get to the next level? It's going to take a while, man. I don't think it's something that happens in the next four or five years. If if we try to rush it, we're going to be back into that DeRozan-Lowry era. If we mm-hmm. really want to be championship contenders, true contenders, not like Atlanta Hawks or the 2016 Raptors, like true contenders, it's going to take a bit of a slow progress. We gotta, And for the Raptors, you got to develop inside out. You, ha- you have to develop talent, bro. Like no one's going to, no star is going to come and sign here. Like we no. know that, right? So that's why it's so... For me, bro, it's like so important that you just throw the rest of this fucking season, <laughs> get that top five pick. With our develop, like the way our like team develops players, we'll get the- we'll turn that guy into a star, and then you have that guy, right? You build around, you find the pieces. For me, that player, what we draft, say whatever top five pick, OG, and then you have Gary Trent. That's kind of like your foundation, and then you still have Siakam, who's like you can decide if you want to move on for him after, but he's still really great. Like he still can be like a number two guy, and then you have. Van Vliet, where you can decide what to do, Boucher. Like you have the pieces there. Uh, maybe it takes a couple of seasons to get to that point where, like you know, that first uh, first uh, round pick of this year can develop and you know play like proper minutes and be that guy. But you know that to me is like a, a recipe for a success. And the only question mark lies within like how can the rest of the bench, the rest of the lineup perform together. But I feel like. Uh, and one thing, another thing is like Masai is not guaranteed to stay past the season. Like his contract is up, yeah. so that's really big because he's kind of like the mastermind behind all this. 
Uh, and I do trust Nick Nurse. Like Nick Nurse is a great coach. No matter what GM we get or whatever president we get, whatever players we get, we can kind of like make it work. But that's really important, man. If Messiah can stay, I'm really confident that we can be back to our winning ways and stuff next year. But it's like who knows at this point. I gotta ask like, you: did, did, did you guys have any like realistic targets? <laughs> like, for what? For between se- like seven to fifteen-ish. Like who did you who did you guys have? Not the big, not the big, big names, you know. So, what, what were you guys thinking? Uh, Scotty Barnes. Have you guys heard of him? Yeah, he's he's a good kind of wing, small he's forward, like a, power forward. Yeah, like a five to seven pick. He's kind of like so. I'm I'm on the, the NBA draft room website, and they're comparing him to uh, Draymond Green type player with a better shot. Which would be really nice, but that sounds to me like more of a complimentary player. Uh, All these guys will be he, though. When when we well, that's what that, that's yeah. what we're talking about. Like when you go below that top five, I think you're looking at, oh, if this guy's a starter, you're happy. You know, it, it's it's that yeah. kind of thing. Like I think all star expectations, we got to temper that a little bit. If we end up falling to that like seven to twelve range, mm-hmm. it, it's gonna be a bit of a home run home run swing on any of these guys it, it's hard to say especially because of the college season this year being impacted with covid less games and the yeah. whole march madness being completely out of whack with some of the teams you'd expecting to make not mm-hmm. making it this year it's been hard yeah. to assess some of the talent that's been coming through as well so it, it really yeah. is a bit of a home run swing with some of these guys have you guys yeah, some guys uh, i had were like uh jalen johnson was one of them from duke yeah right power forward like obviously he doesn't have a, I don't think he has like crazy upside but that was one of them there was a Turkish guy that caught my attention his name is Alperen Sengun he plays in the Turkish league for Besiktas shout out to Turks oh god um, don't, don't we but he, he, here's the thing here. we 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 have we have a terrible history with Turkish players so I'm not really no yeah. but he's a big man you know he's not a big man uh, he's got a soft touch around the rim things like that and then Kai Jones I think he plays for Texas uh, the mm-hmm. Longhorns he's a he's an athletic guy who has it's an inconsistent jump shot, but it's still there. Very intriguing. Um, he's a big man who can kind of like take people on from the perimeter. So there's a lot of intrigue there. And I thought, you know, with the, with our pick, if it's later on, we could pick someone up like that. But the thing is, these are all like Sal, you said, they're not franchise defining pieces. You know, they're just going to be additions. And to be fully honest, I only looked at big men because I feel like we have such a gaping need for that position, bro. True. It's, it's, well, it's so I'm, evident. Bro. We need to get rebounds and defense. Well, there is, like, in the latter half of the first round, another big man, 7 feet tall, 290 pounds, and his comp hey, is boy. a baby Shaq. So, Mr. Is it, is Kofi it? Cockburn. Okay, so Kofi Cockburn, Kofi Coburn, Kofi Coburn, he he plays at Illinois. He, Coburn? Il, Il, yeah, it's actually, I think it's pronounced Coburn. It better yeah, be pronounced Cockburn. Cockburn. <laughs> Come on. No, that's how it's spelled. It that's how it's spelled. That's how it's spelled. C-O-C-K-Burn, bro. And, and this season... He sure he played he played for Illinois, who was one of the one seeds this year, and actually they were the favorites to make the finals. They actually got upset, um, yeah. but but that dude was the closest thing in college basketball to Shaq in like a long time. Big body, he can post up well, rebounds really well, block shots, and and actually decently mobile. But again, mm-hmm. you look at that, you look at that description, and it's like in the modern day NBA. How much are you gonna play? Is that someone you can keep on the court for thirty five yeah, yeah. minutes, or does he just come in and spurts? You know, it was a big reason why like, we got rid of JV when we did get rid cool of JV, though. right? We should have uh, gotten rid of JV. Dude, do the monster, monster though. Year, bro. He's having yeah. a monster year, bro. Sorry, sorry. Oh, JV's sick. Yeah. 
Jamie I mean, is going off. He's absolutely going off. It's 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 different. He was statistically in every way better than Gasol, but Gasol just worked for the team as a role player better as a defender. So I mean, I don't want to get into that. That's a different argument. But yo, no, this guy's a tank, fucking... bro. Holy shit! Yes, yes, he, of him. he is a monster. Dude is massive, and, and he's not as slow as you would think he is. He can move a little bit. He can shuffle his feet. Yeah. So he's not too bad. But again, I think teams can exploit him. Just put him in the pick and roll over and over again, and he bro. I guarantee you, this guy, if he came to NBA, like this would be the tankest player in the league from day one. <laughs> yeah. The tankest player. I, I think, Yo. again, that's a that's a solid talent. Um, but, again, it's not someone you'd ex- ever expect to be a star just because of his frame and how he's built. It just It's impossible in the modern-day NBA. It's oh, no, for happen. me, it's like a late first-round pick. You get a second pick, have this yeah. guy come off the bench. I'll be down for that. Another guy I was looking at was, um, it's actually Mo Wagner's brother. Who also plays at Michigan? I guess the whole family just went to Michigan, yes. but it's yes, it's yes, Franz yes. Wagner. He they got deep in the play um playoffs the season in the NCAA championships. Dude's like a six eleven or six ten small forward. Can shoot the ball well. Actually rebounds really well. Can finish at the rim inside. Not super explosive, but mm-hmm. he's a good fundamental defender and everything. So that's another guy again, more of a specialist. That hey. He's not going to be a star, but he can come in and make instant impact day one. And on a team that, like we said, can probably push for the playoffs next season, a guy mm-hmm. like him who's played in big games isn't a freshman either. I think he's a sophomore or junior, so he has a little bit more experience, a little bit more uh, growth to his game. So he can make an impact on a team like the Raptors right away on a playoff team. So I think sometimes mm-hmm. when you get lower in the order, you might want to go for fit. You might want to get a guy, might, maybe not necessarily a freshman, go for a junior, go for a senior who has a little bit more development under them that can have an impact right away. Another team I wanted to talk about, though, um, when we're talking about not having to develop from the ground up and free agents mm-hmm. not wanting to come to them is, is Milwaukee Bucks. Because I think Milwaukee is a lot of times in the same kind of boat as the yeah. Raptors, right? They they free agents don't want to come there. They have you know they really have to either trade for talent or kind of develop the talent themselves, and they've done a great job with that, of course, right? Chris Middleton came from the ground up. Giannis, of course, drafted by them. Um, but again, they've never really had free agent talent ever come in. I can't even remember the last time they signed a big free agent. I really I really can't even think of a name off the top of my head. Robin um, Lopez. Oh, Brooke Lopez. <laughs> is, he, is he still there? Is Robin He's Lopez still there? Still there? Pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Robin left. Still there. Robin left. Robin left. Yeah. Robin, yeah. Brooke's still there. Yeah. But th- that's a team now. I think they realize that they are not going to be able to get free agents. They're not really going to be able to trade for too much either. So they gave Drew Holiday a fat deal. Max, de- max contract, in fact. I think, what was it? 160 for four years? Four years, yeah. yeah. 40 mil per year, bro. And I think their hand got, got kind of forced to that deal. I mean, look, yo, a- anyone who knows me knows I fucking love Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday. I literally, mm-hmm. I, I hate Damian Lillard because I love Drew Holiday so much. Uh, <laughs> I think he's amazing. I think every championship team needs a guy like him. But at the same time, Max Contract, man, that's kind of crazy. But I think that's a type of move that these small market teams got to make. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if uh, Wait, that pays off. But they got Giannis both of them locked extension? up now. I think Giannis he got a full five-year, five-year two hundred and five-year two hundred and twenty email. Yeah, or two hundred and ten, something, something, so, something along those lines. Which he got two plus, two hundred plus. So they got both of them Giannis locked up contract. now, right, for the next at least four years. Look, I will say this: 
I think obviously it's a huge contract and I think Drew Holiday is in his early 30s. I think he's 31 years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? Which obviously you don't want to pay a player until he's 35 and that's a big amount of money. But I'll tell you this, bro. Giannis was, in, Giannis was injured last game and Drew Holiday stepped the hell up. He's been on tear he recently, man. He's been he's been going crazy. He's he's his defense is obviously we all know how his defense is, right? Did you guys see the play where he defended somebody while facing the basket? Yeah. He was facing the other it, way it was, and he was just still bro. still shadowing him the whole time while his back is on. Still him. shadowing him the whole time and and shot him down. Crazy, right? So he's one of those players that you need on a championship team, and I'm not mad at it. I think he's one of those players that if you watch all the smoke or any basketball podcast, mm-hmm. every single player when they get asked who's the most underrated player in the league, they say Drew Holiday. Yeah. Right? It's it's almost off the top of their head. They're like, yeah, it's Drew Holiday. Because he plays defense. He's a team guy, obviously. His offensive game is underrated. I think it's a great move for for uh, the Bucks, And they had to do it. They had to pair. They had to kind of see where this relation goes with. Because now they have a good core, right? They have Drew Holiday. They have Middleton. They have Giannis. Now let's see what happens. I really... I want them to come out of the East because screw the Brooklyn Nets and their super team. And <laughs> yeah. K- bro, man, KD and Kyrie makes me laugh, bro. Kyrie wanted his own team and be the man. And now, oh, bro, I, bro, I, I don't even want to get it. Like, bro, piss me off. Piss- <laughs> My thing is, like, can this team win win a chip? Right? Like, the Bucks? In the East, yeah. Like, in the East, I have the Nets and the Sixers over them, right? I don't know what you guys think. I mean, fun fact. Next year, Drew Holiday is going to be making more money than Giannis. <laughs> By like 700k, but still, that's like... Yeah, I mean, that's just, how, <laughs> that's just how the scaling works, right? Every year, the contracts yeah. are going to be more valuable than the last. But I kind of agree with you, man. I have no reason to believe Bucks are going to do anything different than what happened the last couple of years. Even in um, the year we won, let's say the whole Kawhi thing didn't happen or, or whatever, or, or the shot didn't fall... I really thought Philadelphia was the best team that season as well. I th- I really yeah. I genuinely did think that was our toughest matchup, and because they were probably the second best team, they were built for the playoffs. I w- I don't think they would have won that season either. I have no reason to believe Giannis is gonna change his game in any way that's gonna help them win a playoff game. So I I, I don't know. I I could be wrong. I think he does deserve respect as a two time MVP, and but mm-hmm, but this yeah. year with how good Brooklyn is and. And also how good Philadelphia is. They stepped up in every way. Doc Rivers has completely revamped that team. So other teams are making changes, making improvements. Have the Bucks really improved or made any changes? No reason to think they, they're going to do I any better. I don't trust Budenholzer, bro. Like, this guy just always can't perform in the playoffs as a coach. He just can't, you know, like, once the other team adjusts, he just can't adjust, make any other adjustments. I don't know if that's because lack of players that can do that for him, but... I don't know. Like, who's their who's their third best player on their team? Middleton. Middleton. Middleton, fourth best player. Then you have like what? Lopez. Brook Lopez. Who's who's been who's PJ been not Tucker. great to be honestly. Uh, oh yeah, they did they get, get a PJ point Tucker. guard recently. They got PJ Tucker this time. So, listen, man, they have some. It's, it... Look, okay, they. I, I wouldn't pick. Them, I would. I would. I would pick them to win the East. I wouldn't pick them to win the East, but I want them to because out of the teams in the East, I'd rather see Giannis go to the finals. Then Joel Embiid and KD again. That's just me. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but like, yo, fuck Giannis for not signing with us in the off season. Bro, no, no, no. Dan Force is ready. You know what? I used to shit on KD so much. I was the biggest fucking KD hater ever, right? 
But recently, bro, what KD's been doing, I'm oh, his number one it. fan. I'm, <laughs> I'm his number one fan. I love KD so much. I love KD Dude. so much, bro. KD on Twitter is undefeated. I don't know, Arvin. You want to th- you want to you want to bring it up. You want to give give everyone an explanation of um what what exactly Listen, happened if, with <laughs> if if you guys haven't kept up with this, there was a big um so Michael Rappaport, who I don't even know what he's famous for. I guess he's just a comedian who's who has a loud mouth or whatever. I've never been a big yeah. fan. Completely. Yo, hold on, hold on. I want to stop there. I want to stop there. Stop, stop, stop. So people like like Jared, right? Like I was talking to I was talking to my roommate, and he's like he thought Michael Rappaport was some sort of like NBA reporter. I think a lot no. of people, for some reason, think he's an NBA reporter because he's always in the NBA circle. He's making cringe-ass videos about NBA players, and he's always tweeting about it. But he's really not. The dude has mm-hmm. no credentials, nothing. Dude is just a B-tier actor that just talks a lot. Anyways, continue. That's exactly it. So I don't know why anyone even kind of gives him any kind of attention. But what happened was KD and Michael Rappaport had an exchange on Instagram where... Katie used a lot of, uh, let's say, colorful language, very offensive, uh, to the point where it was it was almost weird to read, bro. I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, this guy I thought saying, it was like, fake, bro, craziest at first. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, at first I thought it was fake, right? And then Michael Rappaport's going back and forth. And to be honest, obviously, Katie shouldn't have said those things and things like that. I completely understand. It, it's crazy. But Michael Rappaport's a snitch, bro. Like, you know what yeah, this, is, this yeah. is gonna do to his career. You for for what for what who are you what what did you gain from this? I felt like you you guys could have dealt with this behind closed doors, right? Like deal with it like men instead of kind of putting it up on Instagram so everyone can see. And now obviously KD, bro, it's it's not a good look for KD, bro. That's just terrible. And on top of that, it also shows the hypocrisy in the league because my the same thing happened with Myers Leonard where he had an anti-Semitic. Uh, he said something anti-Semitic on Twitch, and now he's almost out of the league, right? Mm-hmm. Or OKC kind of waived him. You cannot obviously do that with KD, but what they said was they're going to find him, they're going to put him into a cultural program where he understands how words can be offensive to certain cultures. Nothing like that for KD. You're just going to find him 50000 bucks, and that's it. Just keep it consistent. I know it's KD, he's, he's a generational player and all that, but a fine doesn't cut it. A fine doesn't I, I, cut I think, it. If, I think, if you're really I think serious the... about this... The media matters too because he did it on like a Twitch stream live in front of hundreds and hundreds of people, whereas KD did it in a private direct message conversation. So I think that plays like a small factor into it. It doesn't excuse the language he used. I'm not saying that, but I think what Myers Leonard did in front of thousands of people on a live streaming platform to say something like that is a lot worse than if you were to, you know, have it in a personal phone call or something that's the mm-hmm. only thing but i mean of course there's favoritism in the league right like lebron gets all kinds of favoritism all the we time all know, so yeah. i don't even want to we know that there we, we can never expect equality when it comes to that star players will get star treatment what's 50 what's 50 grand for fucking kevin durant bro he doesn't care here's my thing that pisses me off about this if you guys don't know about michael rapaport his whole thing is about being like really vulgar like if you follow him on instagram he just makes like reaction videos but he swears a lot. So he'll have like a reaction video of like an NBA player saying something. And it's just him talking over the clip and just like saying the most foul, vulgar stuff. That's his thing. Apparently, that's what makes him funny. So he did the same thing about KD talking shit about an NBA player as he does all the time. And KD said, you know, I'm going to say something back. 
And now he wants to start showing screenshots everywhere, even though he's the one who does exactly. all this. Exactly. So that's what pissed he's me the one who instigated him. this. I'm sure it is. I think I think anyone can say whatever the hell you want to say. Don't act like a, you're a victim now, right? Don't start mm-hmm. posting screenshots as if he's coming after you when you're the one who went after him. He would have never exactly. even messaged you, bro. He he doesn't even care who you are. You care so much about who mm-hmm. he is. He doesn't even care about who you are. So I just didn't like how. Yeah, you know what the thing is. I followed him on Instagram before. I kind of did find his shit kind of funny sometimes, but. I'm so, I was so annoyed by what he did and this whole victim blaming thing, and I'm like, man, I, I expected better from you. That's all. That's that's what pissed me off about the whole thing. But KD, I love what KD did, bro. He doesn't. After that whole burner incident, he doesn't give a fuck about it anything anymore. He'll he say doesn't. what he wants to yeah. say to anyone, anytime. Doesn't matter. He literally replied to a guy who said, "Yo, KD, you're a multimillionaire. Why are you?" replying to all these people he's like don't tell me how to use my own twitter i was like shit you're right you're a multi-billionaire you can use twitter however the fuck you want to use twitter just like how we can use twitter however you want to use twitter so go off katie i love it i i subscribe i'm I'm following you now i got post notifications on so anytime he tweets i get a notification because usually it's pretty fucking funny and then uh you You haven't said anything about this yeah no no i was gonna (laughs) I just feel like Katie's the type of guy you just you can just get under his uh his skin pretty fast. Um it's just weird, bro. Like I'm trying to think like someone that talented, someone that like you know, this is Kevin Durant, right? He's a Finals MVP, you know, he's done it all and, you know, like he's just <laughs> going after these guys in his free time and like um I don't know, he just seems like it's like he's not who he is, you know? It's like he's actually, like, one of us. He's like, you know, this is shit, like, you know, we would say if someone, like, attacked us, you know, we'd be like, who are we? Let's yeah. just go attack these guys, right? Yeah. He, in a way, it's like, yeah, I can relate to that. Um, but I I don't know. I just, it just feels weird. Like, the, obviously, the language he used was kind of like, bro, it's like, that was like the, the, the shit he said. He crossed the line. He crossed the line. He crossed the line, yeah. Yeah. He crossed the line. He crossed um, multiple lines. Yeah. The fact that, like, when I saw that first, I'm like, no way, this is real. <laughs> uh but i don't know man like i guess this is just how kevin durant is like i've seen the oh. uh all this all the smoke podcast and you learn yeah. a lot more about him right but yeah that's just who he is here's the thing here's the thing do. here's the thing right so a couple of years ago he was actually on bill simmons's podcast right after the whole burner thing happened and they had a pretty in-depth talk about this and this is the last thing before i move on really quickly though but he, what he said was nba players see and read this shit all the time and they talk about it themselves. They, they say how annoying it is, how stupid it is that people say what he, his argument is. Why can't I say anything back? And I was like, why not, man? Why not? He should be able to. He shouldn't just have to yeah. sit there and and take it. He doesn't lose anything. The other person do, doesn't lose anything. It's just two people saying what they want to say. I we talk shit to each other all the time. Right. And we talk shit about NBA players all the time. So. What gives us any more right to s- talk shit about someone else more than Kevin Durant? You know, I think just because you're a millionaire doesn't mean you can't do what you want to yeah, do. You can't live a normal life. Giving, I, I, I disagree. I disagree, guys. I completely disagree, guys. If you're in a public platform like that where kids are looking up to you, you have certain a certain obligation to kind of watch what you're doing. That comes with the job. That's the thing that pisses me off about people in a public platform where they say, oh, why the hell are we multi-millionaires getting bro you have a life where you get millions you get money to play basketball if this is a drawback where you just kind of have to put a filter on what you say on a public platform so that kids that look up to you because now what's going to happen some kid who's a kd fan is going to be this oh kd says this shit i'm going to do it 
it's a big influence, bro. You gotta understand the power of your voice at some point. For us, nobody cares mm-hmm. about us, right? We can say what he said was in a DM though. I know, I get that, I get that, but that that's where I feel like Michael Rappaport is the snitch. Yeah, like this is yeah. If if Katie said this in a public platform, I think this would be completely Katie's I, fault. I, I, I would but not. Now, I would not be. I would not be defending him in this. Yeah. Absolutely not. No. Exactly. Now it's Michael Rappaport who is a loudmouth comedian, and I'm sure he instigated it. He led Katie into this trap. Katie fell right in, and then he exposed him. I have no respect for this random ass comedian anymore, bro. Get the hell out of the NBA. Yeah, but it's like, yo, end of the day, like, why are you giving that dude attention, right? Like, that's what he wants from you, right? That's why these guys like Skip Bayless with their shitty takes exist, right? Like, they'll take the stupidest shit and, you know, get people talking and engagement. And that's what kind of, like, keeps their career alive, right? So if you you really didn't want this guy to, you know, be prominent enough to, like, have, like, say shit about you, just don't reply back to him, right? Now, me and we're all talking about Michael Rappaport. When in a a different scenario, we wouldn't have... I would never bat an eye about who the fuck this guy is. His career would have died. Now it's like, hey, Michael Rappaport, right? His name does exist. Maybe this might do something for him, right? I don't know. This is how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> KD was being a savage on Twitter, um, which, which honestly, I'm not even surprised by anymore. What I was a little surprised by is... Um, my my Twitter feed was actually filled up with Paul Pierce just out of nowhere. Oh. And, this, <laughs> and 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 this time it wasn't because oh Paul Pierce God. said some you know dumb shit on ESPN as he usually does. Oh, you know yes. he gets trending a little bit because of that. He was um he was partaking in some festivities, let's say some yep. some yep. Easter Eve very unchristian <laughs> life, activities. Bro, bro um, the fact that he did a, he did some Good Friday is what kills me. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like, oh my god, no. So, I'm going to explain this in a very PG way as much as I can. So, Paul Pierce and a couple of his friends had some female friends um, arrive within their establishment. Um, performers, let's say. Dancers, if you will. Um, yep. and, and also partook in some Sal, extracurricular I to, I to, I, activities. I need to add, uh, they, they're very open to nature. They don't believe in... Uh, right, right, yeah. We... Right, just very open to nature, very loving, and all that stuff. Yeah. Lots of herbal treatments, lots of lots of herbs that they were um, consuming, of of some sort. Lots of stuff going on in the middle of a pandemic, and so that's okay because people do whatever they want to do in their private life. Paul Pierce decided to make it not so private and um, Instagram lived the whole thing, and it. Well, I mean, I mean, look. <laughs> Go watch the video. It's it's everywhere. It's I don't know what to take of this. I don't even know why we're talking about it. All I know is I respect Paul Pierce so much now. Dude has wife and kids, married for eleven years. Doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just it's it's, his it's, life. it's hilarious, bro. Like how man, I love these Instagram gaps, bro. It's such a it's such an innocent moment where they mess up and then. Everything just goes to shit. It's like I can't look at Paul Pierce the same way anymore. Like, bro, this guy was having the time of his life in the video, bro. He had the face and like everyone in the back. He thought he was in a music video. It was like one of the funniest things I've seen all season, bro. Shout out to Paul Pierce, bro. You are the truth, bro. You are the screw COVID. No masks. Who cares about that stuff, right? Like, he definitely doesn't care. Oh man, it's just, it's funny, bro. I I I don't think I can take him seriously though. Anymore. I well, I know, never did. I, but. Uh, yeah, I never did. Ever since he started becoming like a TV broadcaster, I literally couldn't take any of his basketball takes seriously. And this just kind of this is the cherry on 
whatever the charity is going to be on because I don't know what the hell Paul Pierce has been on recently ever since he retired. Wait, but, hey, good for him, bro. Yeah. Paul Pierce is my hero. Paul Pierce is Yo, I hated him as, like, a Raptors killer and all that shit, but, yo, to have the balls and the confidence to just, like, be smoking a, a blunt or a joint, whatever, and just have, like, strippers' ass cheeks clapping in the background, bro. Yo. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's been so man. long trying to, like, censor the whole thing. God damn. Uh, it's so funny. Like, sound out, we were trying to beat around the bush, and Nash just summed it up in one sentence. That's exactly what was happening. I'm telling you, bro. Like, if you haven't oh, seen that man. video... <laughs> it's legend. I think that's going to go down as, like, an all-time... Legendary. It's so oh, funny. Yeah. Dude. Paul <laughs> oh, Go home to your family, God. bro. Your kids are waiting for you, bro. Imagine you're Paul Pierce's child. Like, what do you, what do you get? He walks in home. What are you gonna say? Like, daddy, daddy. <laughs> we wanted, I we wanted you home it. for Easter, and you were, you were hanging out with some strippers, dude. I think that was his house, though. That was his crib, no? His no, I wouldn't be surprised. I, but like, I probably one of his bro. houses, bro. Yeah. That guy probably has like fucking five houses. Who knows? But <laughs> all right, I, I don't want to talk about that anymore. But I mean, one last thing I wanted to bring up is um, finally, after like years and years of of teasers and ifs and that's and whatever, we actually got a Space Jam 2 trailer. The LeBron hey. James movie that everyone's been waiting for. OK, I'm going to say this, right? Call me crazy. I don't know if you guys want to shit on me for this. Because I thought this movie was going to be hot dog shit. Because I thought it was one of those movies that, like, in the 90s, in that era, like, it was a fun family movie to watch. But in reality, it's actually a shit movie. I thought it was going to be the thing where in our, you know, in the in 2021, we would probably look at this and be like, yo, this is childish. This is stupid. This is Yo, low-key, that shit looked kind of fire. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is that it looked fire. Like, it looked fire. Like, you just have all those, like like characters that like even we grew up with right like i saw the iron giant in there right you saw like we right. all know who bugs bunny is right it's not like we're we're too old for that stuff now like we can still enjoy it and you're really mixing like for me it's like mixing childhood my childhood with stuff that like i'm interested in now as an adult like i love the nba now i like those things when i was a kid and you're kind of merging them together um and it just looks cool man like the animation it looks, looks cool. solid uh i'm excited bro I don't see that hey look sick. only thing is i just wish lola was a little more um you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Let's not. Let's not get into that. Retract that statement. Don't put a Paul Pierce right here. But yeah, going back to your points, I, I, like straight up. But no, going back to your points, I thought the trailer was amazing, bro. I thought it was such a fun trailer to watch. The animations look great. And then, and then you got like the other NBA players in there, right? In like their little animated form. Like Anthony Davis got like a little kind of weird unibrow even in this character, and and um, obviously Clay looked fire no pun intended yeah. so so i mean it, it's gonna be cool i think all those guys are gonna be voice acting in this too so it's gonna be interesting to see their kind of little acting voice acting chops so you know what i wasn't looking forward to this at all i thought it would have been cringy and annoying and but i think the the visual effects and the graphics they all look really impressive so i'm kind of excited man i'm definitely gonna check this out i mean shit theaters aren't open but what is the release date we're watching this together right 100%. I'm down. Yeah. Three well, man zone yeah, live stream? Three man zone live. Well, we can't Yo. live stream. We're going to get kicked out, aren't we not? If we're in the theater. Reaction. We have to watch We have to watch it in theaters, bro. We have to watch it in theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Theaters aren't going to be open. Come on. Let's be real. Come on. Yeah, in July? Yeah. It's coming out in July. I don't you know. You think July? Man. I don't know. That's pretty <laughs> At cool, this rate? Man. Yeah. 
I hope. Hey, I don't know. Wishful thinking, but I hope so. But man, too. I, w- I hope so. It'd be fun to man, watch I, in theaters. You know, it's one of those movies with like effects yeah. and 3D and all yeah. that shit. It'd be, it'd be yeah. sick to watch in theaters. Man, I have to say this. I thought the cameos with Clay, Dame, Diana Taurasi, all that looked great. Clay looks sick with the flames and all that. They Fire. got Don Cheadle, who, who Don yeah. Cheadle, obviously, who's a great actor. They have a good cast. I think, oh, man, I'm excited, bro. I think it's going to be a fun movie for all of us to watch. Hopefully, the theaters are open, then we can all get together. But if not, we can definitely do a live stream and live reaction of Space Jam, too. It brings back a lot of childhood <laughs> memories. So. Straight up. I, be honest, I haven't seen spa- the first Space Jam. What? what? You need to watch it, dude. Yeah. You never, even as like a kid. I, mean, like, I, I watched I'm, it when I was like 10 years old, but. Yeah, bro. Uh no, I've never like I I just watched Lion King like last year. So Oh lord. Oh, what? Right, yo. Let's what? wrap up, bro. Let's wrap yeah. up. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. This is this Anyways, is uh thank you guys for tuning in. Uh between this and the next episode, I'll probably be forced to watch more Disney Disney shit. <laughs> but um if you guys want to follow us, uh you can uh, find us at uh, Three Man Zone on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter as well and make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Music and Spotify. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next weekend. Bye bye. Nash, go watch the Space Jam and <laughs> l- bro, I can't. Man, I'm out, bro. What? I told you, I, I'd ha- I will have to. I'd have to. Yeah. Lion King. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. Right oh now. my god. <laughs> bro, Lion King with Simba. Oh my god. Are you kidding? Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs>